Welcome. Uh, I think, I guess this will be episode 11. I don't know if you know, I just, it's a, uh, it's a nice Saturday afternoon. I'm here in the, uh, I'm actually going to call this Saberland Studios B lot, which is my front living room. There's a wonderful rain going on outside and I just, uh, I've never actually recorded in here. It's a, it's quite a big room. So I'm curious to see if there's any echo. So this is probably just a test, but I figured, I mean, it's, I, I didn't record anything this week, Saberland wise posted the the interview with Mr. Eli Kowalski on Wednesday but I didn't do anything and that's just that's that's a first quite honestly since I've begun this little venture um because I've just sort of uh yeah I I, I pretty much do something at least once one night a week it's a very nice way to come unwind at the end of the day and just talk sabers uh or whatever and uh I was quite busy this week um but so was Mr. Bottrell hired Phil Housley, and uh, I just figured I'd do a little episode about about coaching and uh, hiring people, really, because I do some of that in my professional life, and uh, I'll be right back. So I, yeah, okay, I just did that little opening, but then Adam shows up in the middle of the rain, and now it's not really raining anymore, but that's all right. So we did a little testing of some stuff, played a little NHL 17, now I'm back here, uh, back in the in the director's chair at, at Studio uh, B, and uh, yeah, so as I said, uh, Sabres hired, hired, hired um, Phil Housley, and... Bottrell, in the interim, since I was just talking, what is what was to you mere seconds ago was to me many hours, uh, because now we've we've acquired Sabers have acquired a defenseman, Nathan Bolio, uh, Bolo, Bolo, Bolio, uh, from the Canadiens and uh, Habs, that's Montreal, and uh, yeah, so you know, good. I mean, he looks like. Well, he, he, I mean, he's not going to get carried away, but he's a, he's a left shot puck mover. That's what they need. And, uh, making not much, not a ton of money and, uh, young, young guy and, uh, can skate. And so he's not going to, I mean, he's a bottom pair, but this is good. I mean, this is, uh, this is going to be, you know, he's an actual bottom pair defenseman as opposed to an AHL bottom pair defenseman, which is what we basically have been using the last couple years. So I like that, and uh, it looks like a good move. Um, you know, someone just someone just said on Twitter, like about a year ago now. Yeah, Bottrell wasted a third round pick to negotiate with Jimmy v- Vesey. VC. It's like, uh, okay, well, you just wasted that, and and uh, could have used that a little bit better. Very least, you know, we'll, I mean, maybe Bolo is uh, is not. Maybe he won't even be that good. Well, he won't be that good, but he he should be a sound like a a, a decent minute eater. Um, I don't even, well, it eater implies he's going to take minutes from other players, but you know, again, I like I, I mean, I just want a guy. You just need, 
you know, lower pair and bottom pair defensemen who won't completely lose value. That will allow more a better distribution of ice time and just, you know, just a better team. So this is this is good. We had too many right shots as well. And uh, also, it might mean that, um, you know, I mean, who are we, we're, like, we're, we're now, what are we going to protect? Risto, McCabe, and Bolio? So, yeah, I mean, hopefully, hopefully it's the end of Bogo. So, uh, yeah, that would be a funny Bogosian and uh, Bolio. So, uh, Bolio. Uh, I'm not going to say his name anymore. Um, Nathan. So, That'll be interesting, and uh, but also he just he seems like if you know again I mean Hall Housley was saying was we need some skating defensemen, which is all anyone's been saying, but of course Phil Housley was one of the better skating defensemen ever, great offensive player, uh, very different NHL, um, but uh, yeah that's uh, so it's funny because I clearly the the predictive power that I've that I've shown in these podcasts is quite strong because. Uh, the only two people I ever named in one of the early, early episodes, right, which I think I may have even done, it might have been the very first episode, if not the second, where it was right after the firing, the great firings of April 2017. And I think I even, I think, I definitely remember saying something about Bottrell and Housley, and sure enough, we got both of them. So I'm just saying, the things that I say often come to pass. Now, I doubt that my flurry prediction from last week will happen, but I think... I still think that the Sabres are going to trade for a goalie and it'll be an older one and then we'll sign Peterson. That's just, that's just my prediction. Um, because, I mean, who knows how good Cal Peterson may actually be, but we don't need Robin Leonard. And uh, we could find a better goalie for cheaper and it won't be that hard. Um, so anyway, I don't know. I don't, uh, I'm just, I'm all, I'm all out of off kilter because of the way this crazy Saturday has gone. But that's all right. How uh, how's how's everyone else doing? How's uh, how 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 are things? How's uh, you know, we got the solstice coming up. I'm I'm uh, going home on Wednesday, going back to Buff. So we're gonna have have at least. I'm gonna record a couple things I got planned while I'm there. And uh, um, I don't know about I don't know if I'll be able to post anything from there, but I definitely I have some ideas. Um, I know uh. Oh, I know what I'll do today. I got to dig something up, but it's going to be Father's Day tomorrow. Well, today, uh, <laughs> I'm this thing I'm recording Saturday, but I'm probably going to, I'll post this as a Father's Day episode. Um, I'm probably going to interview my dad when I go home. That's my plan. But I think what I'll do today is a very special dramatic reading of something that my dad and I wrote a very long time ago, which is uh, we had at a family reunion, and I want to say... 1999 or 2000 or 2003 i don't know what year it was um we uh yeah there was like a big there was a big talent show one night and there were a lot of musical people in my family so some singers some um you, you know some, some some musicians uh and um so there's a lot of performing of, of of things and we thought well you know i like and i thought well i like hockey and i and i'm obsessed with as I, at the time, and I suppose I still am, but I was obsessed with just names of hockey players because I think I, because I had gotten, um, I got, I had a hockey news subscription for a year at some point. It was a birthday present back in the day. I I mentioned that once before. And, uh, 
I got it every day or every every week, and it was it was great because it's just it's just a big hockey newspaper. And my favorite thing in it was the uh, THN Future Watch, the ranking of fifty prospects. But even even within that, there was a, like I think in the in the season previews, there was always like a listing of top ten prospects per team, and um, and also there were some honorable mentions. But I just I just would I just poured over those lists, and I loved the names of those players. Um, and uh, I just I just learned names of hockey players because it was fascinating, and I and I paid attention to where the player was from, so I could I'm pretty even pretty good to this day of saying where a guy's from based on his name because I and stuff interested me. And uh, it was also around the time that I first discovered hockeysfuture.com, which is my favorite hockey message board, and uh, I don't really again I don't participate in it a tremendous amount, but I certainly read it a lot for Sabers and. It's mostly it's mostly the the message board that has gotten it famous and stuff, but but the the articles are still good and they they still do the rankings of prospects and and, and young players and things and that's I still find that very interesting even if it's not quite the same obsession it once was. Anyway, at this family reunion, uh, my dad and I kind of co-wrote. He really wrote it, but I came up with the list of names. Um, and then I and I performed this dramatic reading of a of a poem ba- of about of hockey names. So I'm going to read that later today, as a Father's Day episode special. Um, although it'll sort of be like a semi, it'll be like the soft release of the Father's Day ep- episode, I guess, because um, because I'm gonna I'll try and I'll talk with my dad like in the you know in this coming week and and record that and then post it. So that that I'll I'll maybe I'll that can sort of be the I guess the technical Father's Day thing, but or whatever, but uh, I definitely want to read this, I'm going to read this thing today. Um, so, but and before but before I do that, um, I would like to um, talk about um, hiring, as I said briefly in the opening, because uh, Sabres have just done some hiring moves, and um, I've done that. I've done that in my professional life, and uh, it's a, hiring people is an interesting thing. I've learned a lot about myself, even just in trying to identify people that I think would be good fit, a, bit, a good fit for my company. And uh, but of course, one of the things that you know, as a person, as a hiring uh, figure anywhere, um, certainly one thing I've learned is that you really, of course, you really can't know whether someone will be good or bad at a job based on a 10-minute, 15-minute, or whatever it is, conversation, or one meeting, even if it's an hour or two hours. Um, you can get a sense of people that you're... I mean, I can generally tell whether I, th- I know someone won't be a fit. That usually... Um, well, of course, I don't. I can't really know that, but I can tell... I, I mean, I, you, know, you have a gut instinct of whether someone is probably going to work or has a chance of working out or not. So it's easy to say... It's, easy, it's relatively easy to identify people that that you don't, you know, that aren't going to, aren't going to make it. But it's harder to, to do the opposite, to figure out who is actually going to be successful. And, uh, so in, 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 in doing that, and pardon me for, I'm just, I'm just trying to find this hockey poem, so I'm, I'm distracted, but that's the unprofessional of me, so I'm going to stop. You can, it's easy to say, no, I won't hire this person, but then finding someone that actually, that really is going to be, be a great employee. It's, it's it's not as easy. You can um, 
because you just don't really know how someone will will work out, and and there are a number of factors that lead into whether someone can be successful or not. Not all of not all of which are under that person's control. It's, uh, how are they going to relate to the other employees, and what relationships may form, and what 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 uh, what even the company or whatever the organization is going to look like. So, but nevertheless, I think I firm, I really do believe that you can't build any successful enterprise without good hiring decisions and or just good hiring managers. And uh, but but of course, even that is such a it's a difficult thing. But obviously, if you if you bring in good people who and who continue to bring in more good people, then it's the best way to make something successful. So what does this have to do with hockey? Well, um, it's uh, because, you know, it's like if, when, when Tim Murray came in and, well, when we brought in Dan Bilesma, it was sort of like, well, okay, I mean, he, we didn't get Babcock, but uh, hey, well, yeah, Bilesma, well, yeah, he won a peng cup with the Penguins, so he can't be that bad. And he kept saying, well, in my year off, I really studied really studied a lot about coaching and, and, and learned a lot, and I'm really going to apply that, and he was awful. And Tim Murray really wasn't any wasn't wasn't any good. I mean, again, he like just as I said, it's you can you can negatively identify f situations. That's always easy to do. Um, similarly, he was able to tear down the Sabres team and have them be the worst team in the league two years in a row. He was I mean, anybody could do that, and he certainly did it. But he didn't really know much about building a team, from what we saw. Um, and maybe he only maybe he should have gotten maybe he didn't. You know, he only had one year to do it, but he didn't really. Sh he didn't show. No, that's not even true. He had two two years where he should have been making them better, and didn't do it, and uh, or didn't do enough. But and of course, we don't know what 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 Housley or or Bottrell will will end up doing. But um, I think that they. I think that they're better. Easy to say now. I think that they are better, certainly they are better pedigreed than their predecessors. And I just have a better feeling about them because they came from, I mean, they came from, they did come directly from the two best teams in the, in the NHL this season. Um, and I just think, I just get a sense that I have, a, I feel like Housley is going to be able to better relate to the team. Um, and uh, And I'm just, I just like the fact that I like that they hired people who, you know, Housley's never been a head coach before, Bottrell's never been a head, a full GM before. It's just that's, you know, I I do like that because it's 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 well, no matter what happens, it's not going to feel like we made the same mistake twice. Um, sure, sure, Tim Murray hadn't been a GM before, but um, it but the, but it and, and and that's okay. It's just like it's not like they made they shouldn't have hired him. It's just. Uh, you know, it's I, I, I it's it's the same reasons I said I hated when they Bills hired Rex Ryan. I don't want someone else. I don't want to retread. I'd rather let someone come here for the first time and fail, than just have basically a known quantity, which is the Rex Ryan thing was that stunk from the first day from the get go. And we don't know. I don't know what what actually will happen, but uh, yeah, it just and it also just makes me think like it's crazy because we're coming up on the draft and like how how insane is it if I were in the position of having to interview an 18, 17, 18 year old and say, is this guy going to be a good hockey player in seven, 10 years? Um, or maybe, maybe even next year. I mean, sometimes, sometimes it's a slam dunk. It's pretty easy to identify those, those guys, but, um, what do you go on? I mean, it's, it's, uh, 
yeah, it's it's. I mean, of course, for that matter, now now I guess I'm getting into, you know, this is where sports diverges from. Maybe the the regular hiring world. It's, I can't consult my analytics team to say is this person worthy of hiring, um, whereas you 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 can do that in hockey to some extent. Although I don't I don't know how robust the analytical teams in the OHL are, um, and probably non-existent. So then scouts just have to go off of. I mean, this is like the the great scene in Moneyball where, uh, like, um, yeah, like Jonah Hill's just saying who's like actually worth getting and then all these old school scouts are like yeah but he can't play ball he's not a five-tool player or whatever um which is it's 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 a great scene but uh, but to some extent um you know i mean in certain in certain ways uh you know as a as in my experience i mean i i don't i don't have have the option of going off of um you know yeah yeah spreadsheets and spreadsheets of data to go over see who's does this, uh, like, yeah, it's one thing to say, like, well, this guy hits well against lefties, um, so he can he can go into the lineup on, on those days, it's like the DH or something, against lefties, but it's like, but I can't do that when I'm hiring someone to be, uh, you know, to, 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 to do whatever they need to do in my company. All you really have is your, is, is gut instinct, which, uh, yeah, part of me just kind of believes that nothing is really predictable, and it's all, all life is just, is just, happenstance and some people tend to benefit from it and some don't um but of course that's not really i don't really believe that but sometimes i feel like that at any rate um you know because it's like the same reason why it's it's like anybody can congratulate the gm like like peter shirelli's nominated for gm of the year well it's like well what did he actually do he got he he got Connor mcdavid and that made other players want to sign with his team and now he's, it's like, that's not, what, what did he do to, to deserve that? He didn't do anything. He just, like, p- players wanted to to be on that team, and so they came there. But, like, if you, it doesn't necessarily mean that he's anything, any good thing as a gem, or he, and he, he's just lucky that he has the best player in the league. But whatever. I'm not, that's, it's not even, and it's not like he should, he, it's not that he shouldn't be rewarded for his team doing well, because he's still, he still is the one in charge of the team, but it's much easier to get player to convince players to come sign if they um, want to. And of course, and it's like no one ever would want to go to Edmonton otherwise. The same thing with Buffalo; no one would want that. So anyway, uh, I don't even know what my point is. I'm just talking about stuff, but it is hard to hire people because it's like it's in it's it's you can, it's just it's 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 difficult to project success, and uh, there are a lot of factors that go into it. So here we come upon the draft, the entry draft, like a week from today, maybe, or then, and then uh, expansion coming up in a couple days. That'll be cool. Um, yeah, well, the Sabres have made this move, and maybe they're making more as I speak. I don't even know. There are all these rumors flying around everywhere. But uh, what are rumors? Um, so I don't know. This, this is probably just going to be a short episode because I just felt like getting something in there and saying a couple of words. Um, but... Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that I've said some words, and now let's have a couple more words that I, that I prepared years ago. Um, but let me just give me a second to find this, and then, uh, and then we're gonna cue it up. And I think, and then after that, more importantly, I'm gonna have a little musical treat for you because, um, I want to just extend my thanks for listening and joining and being part of this whole. This crazy thing. 
because uh, I, I know I, I mentioned somewhat recently that uh, I was we were embarking in the podcast uh, in the on the Adam and Gordon show, we're embarking on some sort of musical adventures uh, with uh, some particular jams that we were working on. So I think I've got something ready, and so I'm going to have that for you at the end of the show, right after this poem that's coming up as soon as I find it. So just give me a second to get prepared here, and then we're going to have, first, I'm going to present to you Hockey Names, a poem by Gordon Rankin and Reed Rankin. Thank you. Okay, I've got it. Also, I just was looking through some old things, so I, and I just happened to fi- find this old poem that I have to read. Um, I don't know where I, when, I know that I can, I read, I, sorry, I can tell that I wrote this. I don't know when, but it's my handwriting, so I'm just going to read it. I must have written this in like fourth or fifth grade. This poem is called The Goose That Looked Like a Moose. There is a goose that looks like a moose who wears his pants loose. One day he fell, and off came his pants. Now on his legs are several ants. And that's it. Um, Succinct, simple, clear imagery. Um, A nice turn at the end, sort of like a, not unlike a Japanese koan. Um, Just simple, you know, rustic and I mean what else is there to say okay um so thank you for that and now uh (laughs) I would just like to read um in honor of Father's Day um and and hockey uh, a short poem called which I now know based from the from the uh document as I have found it original uh it is called the hockey player's name game In the world of sport, there are many cool names of the players whose exploits we follow. But baseball and football have nothing on hockey. These are names you can chew up and swallow. In the old days, the guys were Canadian-born, with English and French-sounding names, surnames like Hull and Howe and Richard, first names like Henri and James. Then the world opened up, and everything changed. And a new group of players appeared. The Finns and the Swedes, the Russians and Czechs, all have names that to some ears sound weird. There's Vladimir Malakoff, Vladimir Tsiplikov, Vladimir Tsigarov, too. Dmitry Afanasenkov, Maxim Afinogenov, and Vadim Sozinov, to name a few. Ruslan Fedotenko, Fedor Fedorov, Zoltan Borovsky, Vladislav Luchkin, Radek Mateyovsky, Georgi Yedyukin, Konstantin Panov, and Yuri Dobrishkin, Zinam Kanapka, Rustam Brakaridinov, Kirill Safranov, and Ilya Brizgalov, Zbinek Ergel, Premsil Dubin, Pavel Datsuk, and Mika Kiprasov. There's Ladislav Nagy and Miloslav Gurin, Rustislav Klesla, and Yaroslav Kristek. Liori Krivohija, Yuha Rijarvi, Antero Nidimaki, and Michael Travnisek, first names like Branko, and Espen, and Osi, Zdenek, and Tuka, and Argis, and Posse. 
Vesa and Yorai and Yarno and Tom. Last names like Pirula, Mekela, Toskala, Niemanen, Norinen, Numelin, Numenin. There's Brad Isbister. Mister Isbister to you. Rito von Ark sends Samu Isu Solu. Sure, Ripkin and Mantle and Ruth have more fame than goalie Nikolai Habibulin. But for sheer entertainment, when saying the name, they're outdone by Ashcat Rakmatulin. Now, notable in that wonderful poem is uh, this was written before, like, you know, Pavel Datsuk became one of the great players of all time. But it, it, here, as, 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 a, as the, uh, I don't know, what do I call it? As the um, meticulous hockey fan knows, um, but uh, Datsuk was drafted quite late, sixth or seventh round in, I want to say, 1999, maybe 2000, maybe even later. I don't remember exactly the year. Um, yeah, he's kind of a. It was one of those. It's one of those players that they 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 people would say if he came into the NHL now, uh, scouts would have discovered how good he is because he's obviously amazing. But um, this was bef no one at the at the time of the, at the as of the writing of this poem. None of these guys were really anybody. Maybe maybe Vladimir Siplikov was on the Sabers, and Malikov may have been on the Devils at the time. But Max. Max was not even on the Sabres team, but uh, I love that name. Yeah, I mean, the, the poem, at, at certain points, if I could maybe, if, if, if my dad and I were to revise it, perhaps we could, maybe we would take a couple of the names out. But you know what? I, don't, I stand by it firmly. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's nice. It's very good. Ashcat Rakmatulin is a great name. One of the best ones. The only thing that I uh, there were two players in the NHL back in the early 2000s, each of who had a name that had an H N at the beginning of one of the. So there was a guy named Nat Dominicelli, and there was another player named Shane Knighty. And I always just wanted them to have some sort of hockey Lovecraftian hybrid, or not even Lovecraft. I mean. Um, uh, like some sort of Morovian hot island of doctor, I mean, doctor, I mean, Morovian, like half and half player sewn together to become Nat Knighty. I think that'd be the funniest name ever. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm never going to stop talking about hockey player names because I just thoroughly enjoy that. Um, so as I said, I think maybe if I, if I do like a, like a dedicated draft preview episode, and I won't, I will just read names of players. Maybe maybe I might even just do something after the draft, just reading my favorite names of each round. In fact, that's what I'm going to do. And I, and I will also come up with an award to for the player with the best name this year. So yeah, I don't think there's... I don't have much more to read for you. I'm just going to... But I will put tack on to the end of this episode the the earlier promised musical treat... So what I present to you is the delicious musical stylings of Adam Burley and Gordon Rankin. This is our song, Big Big Bowl. Oh, and uh, have a nice week. I'll talk to you next episode after after this. But so this was this is gonna this is going to play us out as as they say in the business. So um, yes, thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye bye. <laughs>
Oh yeah. Are you hungry? Said, are you hungry? Well, then get something for you to eat. What you gonna pick? It don't not matter. As long as you got something to hold it. I said, what are you gonna put in that bowl? Oh! 